You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. To, do, to bring separation, that is to make us uncommon. What he does first is that he gives us a language. And that is what we are talking about. It is the uncommon language that the spirit introduces into our lives. Now, language is a determinant of the identification of a people. If you want to know where a person is from, you can easily tell by their language. So by a tongue, we know of one's ethnicity or we know of the, the community that one belongs to by a tongue that is by your language how do we know this in judges chapter 12 verses 4 to 6 there is an interesting story there concerning jephthah and the ephraimite when jephthah begins to fight the ephraimite and whilst he is fighting the bible says that jephthah begins to prevail over them and they had to cross the river if you want to be on the safe side you had to cross the river and jephthah positioned men to stay at the banks of the river and when they come the question they ask you is are you an Ephraimite if you say no they allow yeah, the, the the thing that they ask you to do is that they will give you a word and they will say pronounce the word and the word was shibboleth s-h-i-b-o-l-e-t-h shibboleth but you see the Ephraimite could not pronounce they could not pronounce the sh so they will say sibolet <laughs> and so by their pronouncement by their tongue the identity was revealed and when they found out i said judges chapter 12 verses 4 to 6. so by their tongue their ethnicity or the source or the community that they belong to is revealed so let's note that that language is, is not just a determinant, it is a predominant determinant of one's identification. Now, having said this, whenever we talk about language, yes, so you realize that it says here in verse 5, it says that, and the Gileadite took the forts of Jordan before the Ephraimite. And when he of the Ephraimite who had escaped said, Let me go over, the men of Gilead said to him, are you an Ephraimite? If he said no, they said to him, then say Shibboleth. And they could never say Shibboleth. They will only say Shibboleth. They will say the S without the H. And so he killed them. And so, and also whenever we talk about language, you realize that one of the most interesting scriptures, whenever we talk about language, it's in Genesis chapter 11 when we talk about the Tower of Babel. Now, in the Tower of Babel story, we read that in Genesis 11, we read that God came down to confuse the language of men. Of particular interest to me in this story is particularly the verses, uh, verses verse 1 and verses 5 and 6. It says that the whole earth spoke one language and of one accent and mode of expression the whole earth spoke one language 
one accent and mode of expression verses 5 and 6 says that when god saw that the people had one language he, he realized that there was nothing that they had determined that they could not do and so you see that the lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men built the lord said behold they are one people and they have all one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do now i i, I am tempted to 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 veer off small to talk about what it means here but we will spend time and talk about the story of babel and what it actually represents some other time because there are some interesting insights when it comes to the story of babel but here you realize that the lesson that we are learning here is that god is saying that language is a crucial factor towards the development of society and individuals if the people speak one language it means that they can get a vision they can they can communicate to one another and by that vision they will be able to work towards something because language what language does is that it promotes clarity of vision language promotes clarity of vision and that clarity of vision inspires unity to work why are people muslims why are people buddhist why are people hindus why are people christians it's because of a clarity of vision that we have understood by a language and out of that understanding you realize that it has inspired us to work towards the the expansion of the belief system of what we have come to believe through the communication of the language so language is very important now when we read the stories of the old testament you realize that all the stories of the old testament taught the jews that they should hold their language in high esteem in fact in the jewish culture one of the things that they they believe with all their heart is that in their alphabet from aleph to tav in their alphabet is the whole code for the creation of the universe so the jews believe that their alphabets holds the entirety to the understanding of the created realm and you could see that that is why they cherish their language they are very particular in the way they write their language there is a skill to their writing so one of the points i'm making here is that so you realize that there there is a group of people who have dedicated themselves as a branch of the jewish religion to try to understand god by looking at how to arrange the alphabets these are all what we see in what we call the kabbalah practices the kabbalah practices in the jewish culture as the, the the that branch of 
of the Jewish religion that looks into the esoteric things, the things beyond the natural realm. But there is also another scripture in the book of Zephaniah. I'm saying all this to begin what I want to say about the uncommon language. In the book of Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9, the Lord speaks to Israel about restoring to them what the text presents as the pure language. The pure language. And he says that he will change their speech to the pure language and then they will call on the name of the Lord with one accord or with one consent. So you realize that even God understands that language promotes unity. They will give them a pure speech and they will call upon the Lord. So it means that to even call on the name of the Lord, there is a language to it. There is a way to call on the name of the Lord. There is a language that God will hear. Hallelujah. In saying this, I am trying to make the point that God is very interested in the language we speak. Because if the language of men could motivate him to move from heaven to come and look at what men are doing, and he observed that they were able to do the things that they were doing in Genesis chapter 11 because of the language, then language is very important to God. And you can see also that as part of God's end time promise to his Jew, to the Jewish nation, his promise to them is that he will restore to them a pure language. So language is very important. But in saying this, I'm not saying that the Jewish language is the language you have to speak for God to hear you. No, that's not what I'm saying. Because when you read Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, it tells us that and he saw people from all languages, all tribes, various ethnicities standing before the Lamb of God. So you realize that there is a place for every language. There's a place for the Akan, there's a place for the Sisala, there's a place for the French speaking person, there's a place for the Portuguese. Because standing before the Lamb of God in, in Revelation 7 9 are peoples from all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all languages. So I am not saying that you have to go and learn Hebrew for God to hear you. That's not what I'm saying. The point I am making is that language is important to God. And that is why when we come to the New Testament, we realize that when the Holy Spirit came, when the uncommon spirit came upon the disciples, what he did was that he gave them the evidence that they have now been translated to a new kingdom. When we read the book of Colossians, it tells us that we have been translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of the dear son of God. 
So it means that when we became born again, one of the things that happened to us is that we changed nationalities. And so in the book of Ephesians, the Apostle Paul calls us citizens of heaven, that we are now citizens of heaven. So what does that mean? Every nation has a language. Every tribe has a language. Every community has a language. And so if we have now become citizens of the kingdom of God, there is a language. But this language is only known by the Spirit of God. He is the only one that is able to enable us to communicate in the language of the kingdom. Now, you have to understand that the language of the kingdom comes in various dimensions. There is the one that human to human, on the human level, men can understand. But there is one that on the spirit level, only God can understand. And today I'm talking to you about the one on the spirit level. So we read in the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 4, that's why they were gathered and they prayed, waiting for the promise of Christ. The spirit of the Lord came upon them and they began to speak in tongues. They began to speak in tongues. He says that as the Spirit kept giving them clear and loud expression in each tongue in appropriate words. Now, I want you to understand that the key word there is not tongues. It is not a tongue with an S. He gave them a tongue. It is singular. He gave them a tongue, not tongues. Tongues is plural when we all speak. But he gave them a tongue. We also see this in Acts chapter 19, verse 6, when the Apostle Paul went to lay hands on some of the Gentiles, when he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit? And he said, no, we haven't. And he laid his hands on them. He said that when he laid his hands on them, the gift of the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. And they prophesied. And so you realize that the evidence of the speech of the spirit is in a tongue and it is in prophecy. But we are going to come down to it. When we read texts like Acts chapter 8, verse 17, when Peter and John go to Samaria to pray for the Gentiles, the Bible says that they received the gift of the Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands. And while they laid hands, people realized that the gift of God had come upon them. What was it? It's because I am convinced that he spoke in tongues. There was an evidence that they had received the spirit. And that evidence is in the speaking of tongues. In Acts chapter 8 verse 17, it will not say that they spoke in tongues. But when you read further down the text, it will tell you that people saw that when they laid hands on them, they had received the gift of the spirit. It is the same way what happens in the house of Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. When Peter begins to speak to them, the Bible says that the Spirit of God came upon them and they began to speak in tongues. Oh, sorry, they, and they received the gift of the Spirit. They received, and, and he said that, and the Jews, they saw 
that they had received the gift of the spirit so they saw means that they saw evidence and i believe that that evidence is that they spoke in tongues and they prophesied so today's text we want to focus on first corinthians chapter 14 first corinthians chapter 14 in first corinthians chapter 14 we begin to explore this mystery the bible says that pursue love starting from verse one pursue love earnestly desire the spiritual gift especially that you may prophesy for one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to god so here you realize the person who who embraces this uncommon language the first point the apostle is making is that that person speaks to god he says that for no one understands him but he utters mysteries he speaks mysteries the the words that the word he utters mysteries in the spirit the, the the word there literally means that he speaks with his understanding he speaks with the faculty of speech he speaks with the faculty of speech but not only does he speak with the faculty of speech but it also means to bubble to bubble b-a-b-b-l-e that is one of the meanings to bubble to utter to bubble to talk so when we say somebody is babbling we know what it means it means that sometimes a person is speaking in quotes nonsense because we don't understand what it means so he who speaks in this uncommon language the bible says that he he speaks a clear speech but this speech is classified as mysteries in the spirit now what does that mean mysteries in the spirit now you realize that when we look at the meaning of the word mystery the the explanation for the word mystery there is one who has come to a knowledge through the right of initiation into a cult one who has received a knowledge by initiation so it means that this knowledge is not common to people it is a very special knowledge it is restricted so the one who speaks in this tongue speaks a knowledge or comes to a place where he 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 delves into a knowledge a divine knowledge that only those who have been initiated into the spirit initiated into christ can speak it continues to say that if we speak in the spirit verse 3 says that on the other hand the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and encouragement and consolation the one who speaks by prophesying speaks to people for their upbuilding but verse 4 says that the one who speaks in a tongue now remember it is still single in a tongue 
built up himself but the one who prophesies built up the church he says in verse 5 now i want you all to speak in tongues i want you all to speak in tongues and even more to prophesy then i'm going to come to that why he is stressing on the verse 5. i want you to all to speak in tongues but i want you to even prophesy the one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets that the church may be built up so you realize that apostle paul is interested in the building up of the church and the language that builds up the church is called prophesying it's called prophecy it is prophesying or it is prophecy that builds up the church so a church that is not prophesying or a church that does not have prophecy in it is not a church that is being built up he says that now brothers if i come to you speaking in tongues how will it benefit you unless i bring you some revelation now this is where i want to begin to stress verse 6 unless i bring you some revelation or knowledge or prophecy or teaching it stands to reason that in speaking in tongues there is revelation in speaking in tongues there is prophecy in speaking in tongues there is an exhortation that in speaking in tongues there is a teaching but all these are in the spirit that man does not understand so the person that speaks in tongues is one is getting himself into revelation god is bringing you to the realm of revelation god is bringing you to the realm of prophecy god is bringing you to the realm of teaching that is why he said that the person that speaks in tongues builds himself so if you are here that is why the apostle james encourages us that are beloved building up our most holy faith praying in tongues praying in the spirit praying in the spirit it is very important there are so many christians that have been initiated into christ but they are failing to learn the language of the kingdom they have embraced the uncommon god they have embraced the uncommon christ they have embraced the uncommon spirit but they refuse to embrace the uncommon language but it is the uncommon language that helps you to tap into the wisdom that is in the uncommon god in the uncommon jesus and in the uncommon spirit many people are suffering in life because they refuse to learn the language when i say learn i'm not saying that go and stand somewhere and say i just want to say ba 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 so i'm going to say no 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 he says that it is the spirit that gave utterance he gives you a tongue it gives you a tongue he gives you a tongue it is the spirit that gives you a tongue and that tongue is your communication line to god 
to the Godhead. It is your communication line to delve into mysteries. Now, why is this important? This is important because of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 4. No, before we... Okay, uh, okay, I'm going to go back. So, anyway, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. It says that, that we should be regarded as servants of Christ or as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Stewards of the mysteries of God. So when we are talking about the Christian, the Christian is supposed to be seen as a person, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. A Christian is supposed to be a person who is seen as a minister of Christ and also a steward of the mysteries of God. So we have read here in 1 Corinthians chapter 14 that the one who speaks into God is the one who taps into the mysteries because you begin to speak mysteries. And you become a minister of Christ. You are a minister of Christ if you... Okay, let me put it this way. You are a minister of Christ if you understand prophecy or you can prophesy and you know the ways of being prophetic. You are a minister of Christ if you can prophesy, you understand prophecy and you are prophetic why revelation chapter 19 says that the spirit of christ is the spirit of prophecy so a minister of christ is one that can prophesy is that is that one that understands prophecy is that one that is prophetic then the one who is the steward of the mysteries of God is the one that speaks in the uncommon language. Because when he speaks in the uncommon language, he taps into revelation. He taps into prophecy. He taps into a teaching. A lot of us are missing out on this because we, we feel shy. Now, why is this also important? Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Bible makes this point clear. I'm going to start reading from verse 5. It says that so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom. The word impart here in the ESV is the word speak. It's the same word as we read those who speak in a tongue, laleo. Those who speak, those who babble, those who use the faculty of speech. Among the mature, we, 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 we speak a wisdom 
that is not the wisdom of this age I, I, I'm, I'm coming to a point it is not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away so remember this speech this communication it is a wisdom that the rulers of this age cannot decipher they cannot decode but verse 7 says that but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of god what is he saying he says that we speak a secret and hidden the hidden there is the word mystery the the mystery wisdom of god the hidden wisdom is the mystery it is the same word that we see but he who speaks in tongues speaks a mystery he speaks mysteries so the hidden wisdom of god it is hidden it is in the language it is in the undecipherable language of the spirit it is hidden wisdom when you speak it man cannot understand it demons cannot understand it and he says that which god decreed before the ages for our glory so it means that when you begin to pray in the spirit there is a glory with your name on it that demons don't know that witches don't know you yourself you don't know it is hidden it is a mystery it is with god it is the wisdom of god but as you begin to pray in this language or you begin to speak in this tongue as you begin to communicate in this language that glory becomes revealed when you continue to read you realize that it says that none of the rulers of this age understood this for if they had known it they would not have crucified the lord of glory but as it is written what no eye has seen no what no ear has heard what not the man of man has imagined god has prepared for those who love him so what did god prepare for us it was a language he prepared a language a language that contains everything that we will need to succeed in this life a language that is supposed to birth glory birth and birth glory in us it is a language he says that these things god has revealed to us through the spirit he has he has revealed it to us through the spirit so this is what i believe i believe that jesus prayed in the spirit because according to this test if jesus had not prayed in the spirit the demons the rulers of this age they would have understood that by killing jesus they were setting themselves to eternal defeat but they did not understand so i believe that jesus prayed in the spirit he prayed in this uncommon language now when we look at the bible there are 11 mysteries that the bible talks about jesus when he walked on the earth talked about two of these mysteries that is the mystery remember in mark chapter 4 he tells the disciples that to you it has been given to understand the mysteries of the kingdom you have been given to know the mystery of the kingdom so there is the mystery that concerns the kingdom of god there is another history that we read in matthew chapter 13 that concerns the kingdom of heaven 
so there's a mystery concerning the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of god what some we, we, we i'm just going to mention it because if i begin to talk about it we will not finish what i want to say today then the apostle paul came along and gave us nine other mysteries now apostle paul was deep apostle paul was deep because he talks about how god gave me an understanding he made me a steward of this mystery he talks about the mystery of godliness he talks about the mystery of israel's blindness he talks about the mystery of god's will he talks about the mystery of god and christ he talks about the mystery of faith he talks about the mystery of christ and the church he talks about christ and mystery he talks about the mystery of iniquity then he talks about the mystery the mystery of rapture the mystery of godliness israel's blindness the will of god god and christ the faith christ and the church christ himself the mystery of iniquity and the mystery of rapture so in all there are 11 mysteries the bible talks about ask yourself how many of them do you know see there's a mystery for your life the mystery for your life is different from the mystery of my life the path that god has set us on we are going on two different paths our journey in life is different it is different in the sense that the glory determined for you has your name on it but you will need a language you will need the language to be able to touch on the things that the lord has prepared for you so many christians now there's this point i want to make i believe that the speaking of tongues is abused in church in our time how do i mean when we continue to read first corinthians 14 you are going to realize that apostle paul is going to prescribe how and where to use the speaking in tongues and he will tell us that the speaking in tongues is to the unbeliever it is to the unbeliever while prophecy is to the church and he so he says that when we gather as a church we are not supposed to pray in tongues especially when we are there to make sure that other people are hearing about christ no when we gather as a church we pray with our understanding because why speaking in tongues is for building up the individual it does not build the church speaking in tongues does not build the church it builds the individual so it means that you have to do all your speaking in tongues in the house when you come to church you are supposed to pray with your understanding so that when you say an amen somebody can respond how can we respond when you pray in tongues so the building of our life now you see 
one of the things that you realize in the test is this it will say that the person who prays in tongues literally constructs himself he said that that word to build up he built himself up when you look at the meaning of he built himself up it means to construct a thing like an architect or a contractor a building contractor literally putting up a building from ground up so that person who is speaking in tongues and is building himself up is literally constructing himself or herself what does it mean it means that building up yourself takes time tapping into the mysteries of your life takes time it is that continual application the continual giving yourself to the speaking of tongues when you read first corinthians 14 you realize the apostle paul says that i speak in tongues more than all of you so if you are a christian and you see that your life is not being built up things around you is not being constructed according to the picture that the lord is showing you you have to resign yourself to the speaking in tongues you have to learn to construct things by the spirit because as you are speaking in the spirit what you are doing is that you are tapping into revelation you are not only tapping into revelation but you are tapping into prophecy you are not only tapping into prophecy but sometimes you tap into a knowledge a teaching what does that mean a teaching is that thing that the lord has prepared for you to bring you to the glory prepared for you it is the teaching for your life and so as you pray in tongues you realize that the spirit begins to teach you now this is how to live your life this is how to do this presentation this is how to approach this exam this is the person for you to marry this relationship don't go into it this money that is coming running run away from it he begins to give you a teaching but that teaching comes as you embrace the uncommon language a lot of people are shying away and satan is encouraging a lot of people to shy away from embracing this uncommon language because he says that it makes you look weird it makes you look like a mad person it makes you look strange it makes you look out of order but you see beloved anybody that is uncommon does not fit into the world the job of the spirit is not to make you fit into the world the job of the spirit is to make you fit into the kingdom of heaven and into the kingdom of god is to make you is to bring you to the uncommon realm the place that god himself dwells is to make you unique as god is to make you peculiar as god and so why are you so desperately trying to be like a commoner we do everything in our power to be like the world we refuse to embrace the language of the spirit because the world will reject us but it is the job of the spirit that has come upon us to make the world hate us he says that the, the those that embrace the, the life of the spirit the language of the spirit what they do is that they they live in the spirit you commune in the spirit you have influence in the spirit have you seen a fetish priest do, doing his best to be like you 
Have you seen a fetish priest do his possible best to dress like you, to speak like you? I have seen places in Accra where I have seen men in white. Some are very learned, walking barefooted, going into places barefooted with their white gowns and their white caps. <laughs> coming to knock on doors. Why do you think that they don't want to dress like you? By the appearance, when you see them now, you now you are afraid. <laughs> when the receptionists see them now, they begin to they, hey, boss, there's a strange man in the office. The work of the spirit is to bring us to the uncommon light. The uncommon life begins with the uncommon language. And if you and I will be bold to embrace this uncommon language, our life will never be the same. Don't be shy of the spirit. Somebody is saying that, but how can I speak in tongues? How can I speak in tongues? Well, is the Holy Ghost living in you? Has the uncommon spirit come upon you? The evidence that the uncommon spirit has come to dwell in you is by you expressing your faith by embracing the language. He's not going to open your mouth for you and speak on your behalf. When you read and you realize that he says that and they spoke in a tongue as he gave them utterance, he's not saying that they were there and all of a sudden they saw their mouth moving and they were like, like out of control, like people that are possessed. The speaking of tongue is the work of faith. In fact, praying in the spirit or praying in tongues is the greatest expression of your faith. Do you know why? Because one, you don't know what you are saying. <laughs> you don't know what you are. You don't know whether at that time you are speaking a revelation. You don't know at that time if you are prophesying. You don't know at that time whether your, your spirit is being taught something to do. But you believe that as I pray in this language, I pray to God. No demon understands it. I don't understand it. The people around me don't understand it. But as I give myself to this language, this language is literally constructing my life. This, this language is literally constructing my future. This, this language is literally constructing my relationships. This language is literally constructing my financial, my financial ease. This language is literally constructing everything around me. This language. People of God, I don't know what you believe, but I'm here to let you know that the time has come for you and I to rise up in the spirit. The time has come for you and I to rise up in the spirit and to begin to embrace this language. The time has come. Don't be a shy Christian. The person that is coming for your job, he is not shy to tell you that he is a juju user. But you, you are shy to say that you are a Christian. And you are shy to show the evidence that you are a Christian by not speaking in tongues. Because you want to fit in. Don't be, be, don't be a commoner. The language was given to you to distinguish you. To make you someone that stands out. Yes, I do encourage you that 
don't be so eager to speak it so much in church spend more time praying in tongues in your own room than when you come to church for some of you the only time you speak in tongues is when you come to church but i'm here to let you know that if you break away from that you will come into a realm of influence It will, it will change your life. Do you know why we are able to prophesy away? We say, oh, give us, give us music, give us a background, pray in the spirit. Because as we begin to pray in the spirit, all of a sudden, the spirit begins to teach us. He begins to give us a revelation. He begins not only to give us a revelation, he, he begins to give us a revelation. A, a, a prophecy a teaching and so we are able to talk to you we are able to talk to you about things that you say wow amazing how did it happen it came by the speaking of tongues there is power in the speaking of tongues beloved beloved it is time to delve into it. It is time to get lost in it. It is time to get lost in the spirit. It is time to get lost in the spirit. My prayer is that you and I will hold on to God. That you and I will continue to speak in the language of the spirit. That you and I will not be shy of God. That you and I will not give up on God. The work of the Spirit. And manifest this great power. That the Holy Ghost has given us. Wherever you are, I want you to begin to pray in tongues. If you are here and you are shy, you see, don't don't allow your denomination to deceive you. Don't allow your don't say that it might it, it we are not talking about denomination. We are talking about Jesus. We are talking about embracing the kingdom then coming to the place where you understand the mysteries of the kingdom it's it's not about it's not about your your denomination we are not here to promote any denomination we are here to promote jesus and we are here to only talk about the things that concerns jesus there are there are at least for my from my personal experience there are Two things I can guarantee will happen to you if you begin to pray in tongues more. The first thing is that your dream life will drastically improve your dream life. It will drastically improve. The second thing is that you'll be able to recall your dreams. Like literally when you wake up and you forget your dream. And you begin to pray in tongue you can literally go back 
to that dream and walk through that dream unless you want to forget unless you want to forget unless you want to forget there are so many times i just close my eyes and i begin to pray in the holy ghost say lord i, I had a dream and, and i only have i can only remember a portion 30 minutes into praying in the spirit the picture begins to form and, and when that dream comes i don't forget i don't forget it stays in my mind and i can go to it walk in it turn it up turn it down on the face on the floor turn it any side i want looking into it for understanding and if it is not from god the spirit will tell me this one let it go it's not from me don't even waste your time about it yeah you also realize that your thoughts will improve your thoughts on god it will improve you realize a lot of a sudden you begin to think about god think about things that you think god will do you begin to hear the thoughts of god when you begin to pray in the spirit and that is why this evening in the next few minutes we want to put this exercise to practice because you see he says that first corinthians chapter 14 we go back to it and he says that when we pray in tongues what happens is that we speak the mysteries of god not only do we speak the mysteries of god sometimes we speak a revelation sometimes we speak a knowledge sometimes we speak a prophecy sometimes we speak teaching what are you believing god for what are you trusting god for i don't know what you are trusting god for but i'm here to tell you that whatever you believe him for it is a possibility it is a possibility you can have it in him you can have it in him begin to pray in the spirit begin to pray in the spirit begin to pray in the spirit wherever you are begin to pray in the spirit wherever god bless you for listening maranatha the lord comes